Hello, I'm Janus. And I'm Tessa. Welcome to our podcast that celebrates wordiness and nerdiness and sometimes plain absurdiness. Please join us for today's episode of Your Your New New Favorite Favorite Word. Welcome, welcome. We are so glad to be here with you again today for episode 19 of Your New Favorite Word. Can you believe it? I can't. Every every week the, the number increments and I still can't believe it. It's amazing how long we've been doing this <laughs> and how much fun we are having. Totally. So, Jameis, what's your new favorite word this week? All right. So, this week I was doing a crossword puzzle, actually an acrostic puzzle, and I was flummoxed, <laughs> nay flabbergasted, <laughs> by a clue that read simply, Tatterdemalion. That's T-A-T-T-E-R... D-E-M-A-L-I-O-N. Wow. Tatterdemalion. I have never heard that word before. Me neither. Totally new. A superficial similarity to Pygmalion. (laughs) Made me wonder if it was a proper noun initially. Um, But I finally caved and went to the dictionary where I learned that a Tatterdemalion, it's a noun, is per the OED, a ragged or beggarly fellow, a ragamuffin. Or oh, just a person in tattered clothing. <laughs> Tatterdemalion. So I knew then that this was my new favorite word. So the word shows up in the English language in the 1600s, uh, but doesn't have a whole lot else to be said for it. OED says it derives from tatter mm-hmm. plus demalion. <laughs> wow, brilliant. <laughs> a factitious, which is another cool word, meaning artificial suffix, Suggesting an ethnic or descriptive derivation. Hmm. But I don't know. Exactly. Originally, it rhymed with stallion and Italian and battalion. We know that because the surviving writings that use the word used them in poetry Mm. that rhymed with those words. Interesting. Tatterdemalion? (laughs) And it was actually spelled with a double L originally. Tatterdemalion. But these days, there's just one L, and it usually is pronounced tatterdemalion. Uh, so, I mean, without much else to learn from the suffix, I wish you could, you know, but it sounds mm-hmm. like it was just manufactured for the word. <laughs> it's I, kind of fun to say. I'll give it that. It is. Tatterdemalion. It's a mouthful, and it just rolls off the tongue. So I want to know what the answer was to your acrostic. The answer to the acrostic was ragamuffin. Okay. <laughs> Which is another cool word. It is another cool word. I turned from the suffix to the root, tatter. See what I could find from that one. Mm -hmm. And I recalled Tessa's segment last week on frequentative Mm. verbs, and I wondered if, given the E-R ending, if tatter was frequentative. That's a good guess. And it's not. Okay. (laughs) Yes, not everything with that ending is. Exactly. This is a counterexample. At first, it was only a noun, a tatter, Mm. like uh, a rag of cloth, a torn bit of clothing. Like a rag. So ragamuffin has that mm-hmm. same connotation of torn clothing, right? The rag. Yeah, that and the makes sense. So the ed suffix here is not a past tense. It's used to turn a noun into an adjective in the same way as disease becoming diseased mm-hmm. and money becoming moneyed and wing becoming winged. <laughs> so... This tattered cloth is one that has the attributes of a tatter. Okay. Later, though, that ed suffix was reinterpreted (laughs) as a past tense, and so it came to be a verb. To tatter is to 
tear into shreds or tear into tatters. But the ultimate etymology of tatter is surprisingly obscure. The OED kind of throws up its hands and says that there's a cognate in Old Norse, tatur, meaning rag or tatter. So there's probably a shared root in there somewhere. Mm. But what's interesting is there's a word in Low German, talter, which also means rag or tatter, but the OED claims there's no evidence for a link, phonetic or etymological, to the English word. It's one of those things that we want to be true, maybe. Exactly. Yes. I wish I wish the OED would give more information, but it's not an etymology book. It just right. happens to have etymologies in it. So mm-hmm. probably would have to do a little more in-depth research to find out. But that phonetic similarity between talter and tatter is fascinating and tantalizing. But anyway, back to tatterdemalian, one feature of this word that particularly fascinates me is that factitious suffix, (laughs) demalian. And I wondered, like, what other words are like that Mm -hmm. that have this made-up suffix to give the word credibility or something? Yeah, so how did you go about researching that? That's the thing. It's remarkably hard to search for that. The more you look, the more you stumble across portmanteaus like Teeny Bopper and Rockabilly <laughs> and Workaholic and Podcast. Um, I finally did wind up searching on Edom Online for the phrase second element hmm. because in the word Tatterdemalian, it says second element is okay. obscure, unknown origin. So I thought maybe if I just search for second element. And you wind up with 30 pages of results hmm. where it's like second element is from Latin or okay. second element is... But I did find a couple... Two of the ones I found were ninny hammer. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a word from the 1590s meaning simpleton. Oh, wow. Such a ninny hammer. <laughs> that is a great word. It sounds very Shakespearean. It does. It also sounds like something you might read in like Jane Austen or something. Yes, possibly. And cheapskate. Okay. Where the skate suffix is obscure and people aren't sure where it comes from. But I definitely want to do more research on this. It's a <laughs> fascinating little linguistic phenomenon I felt. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Really interesting. That was a lot of fun. How about you, Tessa? What's your favorite word this week? Okay. Well, in a previous episode, we mentioned in passing something sounding like a Dr. Seuss word. (laughs) Yes. And we thought it could be fun to do an episode about Dr. Seuss words. So I just went looking for a list of words that were coined by Dr. Seuss. Cool. And most of them are basically nonsense words that are so fun to say, things like fiffer feffer feff or zumblze, <laughs> right? And then you get some words that he coined that have then become used in common usage. So, for example, Grinch, right, named after his character. Yes, yes. And then that's become used in a more general sense for someone that's very miserly and has a very small heart, right, a Grinch. Uh, that's probably the most common one. But there's another one that I hadn't realized he first used, but the word is nerd. Oh, really? (laughs) N-E-R-D. That's great. Yeah. So in 1950, he published a book called If I Ran the Zoo. In this book, he is just talking about creatures, strange creatures with made-up names that are in his zoo. And this is a line from the book. And then, just to show them, I'll sail to Katru and bring back an Itkutch, a Preep, and a Prue, a Nurkle, a Nerd, and a Seersucker, too. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't actually define nerd, but there is an illustration of a nerd in this book 
Um, And it's depicted as a small, unkempt, humanoid creature with a large head and a comically disapproving expression. (laughs) So that's what Dr. Seuss imagined a nerd to be. And in 1951, so the following year, Newsweek ran an article about American youth slang. They said this quote, In Detroit, someone who once would be called a drip or a square is now regrettably a nerd. So the question is, are these two usages, the Dr. Seuss first printing of this word and then the colloquial use among American youth in the 50s, are they related? And there's a lot of disagreement about I whether or not that. they are. Maybe they just developed independently around the same time. The American Heritage Dictionary posits that it's possible that the word was picked up by the six-year-olds of 1950 reading Dr. Seuss and quickly passed on to their older siblings, who then restricted and specified the meaning to the most comically obnoxious creature of their own class, (laughs) a quote-unquote square. So interesting that the word square hasn't continued, but the word nerd is still very much in use today. Yeah. Um, But others claim that there's no provable connection between the two words. Adam Online says um, that it's probably an alteration of a 1940s slang word, nert, N-E-R-T, which meant a stupid or crazy person, which itself was an alteration of nut. So that's kind (laughs) of a fun one. You nert. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Dr. Seuss's use in his book may have contributed to its rise. And then some other theories, um, which I read about in the Oxford English Dictionary and the American Heritage Dictionary, were that it could be a euphemistic alteration of the word turd, T-U-R-D. Okay. Or this one was quite interesting, a backslang for the word drunk. So the word drunk backwards, (laughs) K-N-U-R-D. But the meanings there aren't really connected. It's never meant anything like drunk, really. Another thing that people guess that it might be derived from the name of Mortimer Snerd, S-N-E-R-D, was a dummy used by the U.S. ventriloquist Edward Bergen in the 1930s. In support of this theory, there's an American slang scholar. Isn't that great? (laughs) I would love to have a job like that. What a job, yeah. (laughs) J.E. Leiter is the name points out that Mortimer Snurd was used in a 1941 work as a nickname for a fellow of the kind that might today be called nerdy. So there's that possibility. But um, as the American Heritage Dictionary says, that strong evidence for any of these theories is lacking. There's no way to show a real connection. These are just possible ideas of where it might have come from. False etymologies abound. But the ultimate origin of nerd remains a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Which delights word nerds like us, So, interestingly, in the American Heritage Dictionary, the definition of nerd is exactly the same as the definition they give for the word geek. So they have an A and a B definition for both of these, and they're both exactly the same, copied and pasted. Interesting. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know dictionaries did that. <laughs> Shortcuts. <laughs> yes. So this is definitely a related word, though, geek. But this one originally was used to describe a sideshow freak in a circus or mm. carnival. In 1916 was the first shown written example of this. 
And they guessed that it might be a variant of a word popular at the time, a geck, G-E-C-K, which meant a fool or a dupe or a simpleton. And that word comes from back in the 1500s and apparently comes from a Dutch or a low German word, geck. And the reference to the circus sideshow Wild Men is from 1946. There was a novel called Nightmare Alley, and they used the word geek to describe this really frightening sideshow exhibit where the man would bite the heads off of live animals, like chickens or something Mm -hmm. like that. It was really freaky. So a geek was something very frightening and scary and very different from how we define the word today. But by 1983, about, um, it began to be used in teenager slang in reference to peers who lacked social graces but were obsessed with new technology and computers, which is more similar to the usage we have. Yeah, very different from the other usage, though. And there's really no evidence about how that shift came. But teenagers... And their slang never need a reason. No. They just need a word that sounds fun. And use it. Yeah, so that, that meaning of geek and nerd started to be interchangeable to the point where a dictionary just defines them in exactly the same way. Um, so it has connotations in the OED of being unsociable, right? Overly diligent. And this was very negative. And I remember growing up calling someone a nerd was... Not very kind. Yeah, yeah. Or a geek. These were words that were you didn't want to be called, right? But if you think about how we use the words nerd and geek today, the definitions have actually become more positive. And this is a linguistic phenomenon called amelioration, where a word becomes more positive in meaning over time. And the opposite of that would be pejoration. So a word becoming more negative over time. And that's actually much more common than amelioration. Really? Going negative. Yeah. Isn't that a fascinating fact? So in the OED, it says that nerd is mildly derogatory slang. But they do also include a definition that a nerd could be a person who pursues an unfashionably or highly technical interest with obsessive or exclusive dedication. And that's not necessarily a negative thing. And they say a person who is extremely devoted to and knowledgeable about computers or related technology in this sense, especially when used as a self-designation, is not necessarily depreciative. But the other sources that I looked at, the American Heritage Dictionary, Edom Online, they really focused on the more negative, a little bit older definition. That's interesting. Yeah. But I, I feel like... In recent years, the meaning of this, these words, both of them, has changed to become a little bit more positive. I don't. What's your feeling about that? I would totally agree. When I was in high school, I was definitely a nerd, <laughs> very into science and computers, and I embraced that. Like, mm-hmm. I and my peers at school like embraced it for me as well. Like, they would call me a nerd, but not in a mean way. It was kind of like nerd power kind of idea. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it, it has never had a strong negative connotation for me. Mm. But I can see how it would have and could be used hurtfully. Yeah, and I think originally it was. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I, I don't think there's been enough time that has passed for these more positive connotations to show up in the dictionary quite yet. So I think that's why I'm not finding them there. Yeah, it could be. But the thing that occurs to me, in my opinion, I feel like in our current society, being a geek or a nerd in the sense of technologically savvy is a positive thing and seen as a positive thing. Because don't you think that the geeks and the nerds are the ones running the world, being the most successful in a lot of cases? And so it's really fascinating to me how these words have changed because possibly our values have changed and our our point of view about these. Yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, we can talk about not just being a technology geek or a computer nerd, but any kind of special interest, you can say. I'm a word nerd, for example, or if you're into a certain series or fandom, you might say that you're an avatar geek or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it has connotations of being very knowledgeable and knowing a lot about something and caring a lot about it and being passionate about it. So I think that's fantastic that these words are gaining positive meanings over time. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that nerd might have come from Dr. Seuss. Yes. (laughs) It's like the ultimate feel-good author. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Tessa. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in with us this week. We hope you've come away with a new word or two that you can use to wow your friends and family. And be sure to let us know if you come across any new vocabulary or interesting etymologies. We always want to know, what's your new favorite word? 